שלום ליהודים, שלום לבני נוח, שלום לגויים. It's the evening of the second day, ערב י"דלס בחודש כסלו, פרשה על שפיעי שלח, תשפ"דלס 5784, the evening of the first day, Sunday, November 26, 2023. And Israelis insist on calling Palestinians. And I reason this behavior of theirs uh, may have contributed to yesterday's uh, news of IDF spotters, uh, girl soldiers, who before October 7 spotted repeated unusual group behaviors in Gaza near the fence. Uh, they reported, the girls reported to their superiors who brushed them off. One soldier was so persistent in reporting this to her superior, he got annoyed and threatened a court-martial or something. But this should not surprise, because official Israel has looked away from the truth from day one of the Zionist enterprise, the seeds of which were right there in the writing of Theodor Herzl. He wrote two books. The first one reads like a stock offering or a prospectus. Uh, on the politics, the nuts, the bolts, and mechanics of turning the deserted promised land into a state for the Jews, oppressed in his lifetime with anti-Semitism, that crackpot theory that replaced the deicide charge when Christianity was dismissed by some Western intellectuals. Book number two, though, was very different, an imaginary time travel story into the future, when the state of the Jews would already be two decades old, And, of course, it was a delightful and cultured community into which all the religions lived there in harmony. Herr Herzl didn't have a clue as to what Islam is all about, what Muslims are prone to. This is not the first time Islam has heated up to homicidal crusade level. Maimonides, born in Spain in 1135, at age 13, had to escape Spain because a new sect was on fire called the Al-Muachidun, the Almohads in Latin letters, uh, they were rampaging Muslim fanatics, a lunatic murderers of infidels. The Rambam escaped to Fez, Morocco, where he wrote Igeret Shmad, a pamphlet counseling Jews how to respond to a Muslim who demands the Jew convert or die. When is it kosher to convert in order to save one's life then return to Judaism afterwards when possible versus when one has to do Kiddush Hashem and accept martyrdom? Then, when things got too hot in Fez, he fled east to Egypt, to Fustat, Old Cairo, where he received a letter from the Jews in Yemen, likewise being persecuted by Muslims, and de- indeed being led by a Jew who shmatted himself, who converted to Islam. Uh, the Jews there asked him to respond to the violence there, give them advice, and in his letter he replied that Islam is the greatest enemy of the Jewish people in history, And he wrote that even as the Crusades were in progress, when Christians too were slaughtering Jews. Herzl seems not to have known the history of the Jews in Islam. And ever since, post-religious, a.k.a. secular Israelis, like Benjamin Netanyahu, have never known how to deal with these Arab Muslims. Bibi's philosophy is to buy peace, literally. Uh, let the Arabs from that most fanatical little state called Qatar enter the Gaza Strip with suitcases bulging with greenbacks. Because Bibi has no spiritual dimension, he thinks friendly commerce with the Arabs is the road to peace. 
and all that he has ever striven for vis-a-vis the so-called Palestinians as he sees them in Gaza is deterrence. And that's because he lacks the authentic Jewish identity, which is religious, and should fortify a prime minister and a president uh, to tell the world Gaza is legally Israel's property and we want the violent Muslims there to leave. Likewise, uh, the 70% uh, sustained there by money from overseas sent by peoples with an historic record of satanic abuse of the Jews. Notice in this latest uh, satanic aggression against us, the renegade Jew boy Secretary of State in in Washington, Blinken, told Israel, uh, Thou shalt not drive Palestinians from Gaza. Thou shalt not occupy even one square meter after this latest satanic aggression against you Jews. October 2nd took Israel by surprise because secular Israelis simply cannot fathom, cannot go down deep and see what drives Hamas, the Muslim Brotherhood, whose essence is hating all infidels and especially al-Yahud, the Jews. That's all Islam is, you know. That's, it's, it's, that's the passion of Islam, conquering the whole world and obliterating all the many religions in the world. Islam is, is no less totalitarian a monstrosity than communism in the Soviet Union or in China or Cambodia, Cuba. Uh, communists are power addicts. That's the conclusion of George uh, Orwell in 1984, when his hero Winston Smith learns that all the blah blah about Big Brother having the best interests of the people at heart, it's all just about power. There is significance. In the name of this religion, Islam, it means submission versus the antithesis, the watchword of the American Revolution, which was liberty. The first rebels in America called themselves the Sons of Liberty. On the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia, our words proclaim liberty throughout the land. Quoting our Torah, in New York Harbor stands the Statue of Liberty versus Islam. It's a culture intolerant the rights of the individual. In Egypt a month ago, about that time, the government there issued an official list of guidelines for what was an acceptable head covering for women. What other society installs a government with the power to dictate how one dresses? Islam is fascism. That's a theory in which citizens are viewed as soldiers in the national cause and of course, soldiers are regimented, as civilians are not. Fascism is not inherently anti-Semitic. Uh, there was no shortage of Jewish generals and admirals under Mussolini in the early years, until Hitler ordered the Duce to get tough on the Jews. The horror of October 7 clearly was the failure of Israel to defend itself, and I think it is grossly unfair to blame Netanyahu, and here's why. What the Muslims uh, in Gaza did to us was a product of an error committed daily by Israel starting two decades ago, in 2001, when the first projectile came flying out of Gaza at Jderot. And since then, there have been literally scores of thousands of missiles, rockets, mortars, incendiary balloons, numerous operations by the IDF, four big ones, I think, since 2005. And now we have October 7, because we did not respond as we should have responded in 2001. Most right-wing Israelis blame Ariel Sharon for retreating from Gaza, but I don't. I think he had no choice. Sharon was arguably uh, the number one soldier in IDF history, in my estimation, and when he became prime minister, 
he saw that Gush Katif in the south was militarily indefensible because his friend and political ally Shimon Peres and Rabin had handed over the northern two-thirds of the Strip to the enemy that was making homemade rockets that they fired into Gush Katif in the south, which could only be stopped by a reoccupation of the northern two-thirds by the IDF, which would be a bloodbath. What I am angry at Sharon for uh, was not the retreat from Gaza, but the passivity afterwards. When the Muslims jacked up their Qassam rockets being fired at Zderot and neighboring communities, and he did nothing. I once read some credible rumor that Sharon had wanted to do the right thing, but was dissuaded by the legal eagles in the IDF's legal division. That would be a war crime. I suspect Arik would have wanted to, to line the Gaza boundary with artillery batteries. And for every rocket that came out of the strip, the IDF would fire back ten shells into, say, Rimal, the poshest of neighborhoods there, where the leaders lived, and fired with the intent to do random damage to property and people. And when that happened, of course, World Anti-Jury would howl at us and call us war criminals, and we would calmly respond, we're doing exactly what they are doing. And so long as they refrain from this behavior, so we will too. But if they do not, every single measly rocket will trigger a wide array of Israeli shelling, fired at random, even into the middle of the UNWA camps. But Sharon was afraid of being called a war criminal and did not respond as he should have.
Mickey Rosenbaum doing uh, chapter 24, verse 5 from uh, Midbar, that's uh, the book of Numbers, and also Psalm 69, verse 14. Yeah, October 7 is the result, not of one man, but a culture that over two decades did not do the right thing in self-defense. That Israel has let this problem continue for 20 years at the expense of the thousands of Jews in, in the Gaza envelope communities is a national disgrace. What we did, what Israel did instead, was to be too smart for our own good. We invented the Iron Dome defense, which has worked to contain the uh, damage, but not eliminate the principal purpose of the rocket attacks out of Gaza, which is, which is less murder and mayhem and, and everything else. It's to dominate and humiliate. The launch itself triggers air raid sirens in the middle of the night. Whether that missile is shot down or lands in an open field doesn't matter. The sirens go off, forcing thousands of Jews to jump out of bed and scoot into a safe room or out into the hall under a staircase. The Iron Dome is useless in foiling the psychological torture of Jews by these antediluvian savages. The IDF has reported that uh, this crop of 18-year-olds entering the army who grew up in Zdeot and the neighboring communities they show signs of PDSD. It is Israeli society as a whole that is responsible for October 7, including its legal system that imprisoned 
and released Yahya Sinwar over 40 years three times and let him go, even though professionals saw in his interrogation when accused of four homicides, they saw in him a psychopath. And instead of uh, putting him to death as the Torah commands, they put him in prison, sentenced him to the nonsense of four life sentences. Then they let him go in order to free Gilad Shalit. Israel is guilty for October 7 for never in self-respect since 1967 claimed the spoils of war there and annexed all the land from the river to the sea. And their significance in these words having become a menacing chorus for this generation's lunatic Jew-haters. They're the ones shouting from the river to the sea when we should be shouting river from the river to the sea. It's also a, a chorus in their hands of mockers of Israel for never claiming not Gaza as rightfully Jewish real estate with the right to evict unauthorized squatters, especially when they happen to be Nazi-like Jew killers whose satanic religion blesses Jew killing. I imagine many of you, uh, in following the news now, what, six weeks on, uh, heard of the demon killer that day using a victim's cell phone to call his mommy and daddy and to exult and having murdered Jews. Oh, I'm so happy. This is the enemy that Israelis have never wanted to see. A classic case in point is the Oslo abomination itself, dreamed up by the famous political scientist and admitted atheist Dr. Joseph Balin, Ph.D., who reasons that Israel must not frame the violence against us as a religious conflict, then there can be no peace. So let's call it a political conflict between two nations disputing ownership over some territory, which can lead to compromise. Uh, it resulted in the Israeli left fostering the lie of a Palestinian nation with identical real estate rights to our promised land. How these secular Jews, secular meaning opposed to religion, recoil from seeing the land in that religious light. There is meaning in the practice of Israelis who refuse to use the names Judea and Samaria, but prefer the West Bank. October 7 is the product of official Israel respecting the lie of a Palestinian people with the same right to an independent state in the same country as us Jews. British Foreign Secretary David Cameron was here last week, paid a visit to the blood-stained ruins of Kibbutz Be'eri and said, quote, world leaders need to see the atrocities of Hamas with their own eyes and understand that Israel is fighting a terrorist organization worse than ISIS. Today is also a day we hope to see progress on the humanitarian pause. This is a crucial opportunity to get hostages out and aid in Gaza to help Palestinian civilians who are facing a growing humanitarian crisis, close quote. And there you have it the moral equivalence, in this case, of sympathy for Israel and Palestinian civilians alike. And to which Israel might reply, but I doubt it will, by offering the same level of humanitarian assistance to the people in Gaza that the Brits provided to the German civilians as Bomber Command under uh, Arthur Harris bombed their cities. This business of instructing Israel to avoid harming innocent civilians is just another episode in Gentile anti-Semitism. These people in the Gaza Strip are not Palestinian in any way and are responsible for voting for Hamas as the Germans were responsible for voting Hitler into his position. This business of seeing Hamas is not at all representative of the innocent Palestinians. Uh, they must be who must be shielded from Israel's military response. This is just more perverse anti-Semitic bilge. 
October 7 is the rotten fruit of official Israel tolerating the missiles launched out of Gaza for those 20 years because what secular Israel wants from the Muslims is docility. They just want quiet. Israel has for years uh, suffered these rocket barrages and periodic and conducted periodic invasions and never demanded its rights, including the right to drive the enemy from this platform that he uses to fabricate his projectiles and fire them at uh, us. Worse, and this is perhaps rock bottom in Jewish psychopathology, is the Israeli daily support in food, consumer goods, free electricity, water, uh, to, that the enemy uses to make these missiles and survive. In World War II, head of the U.S. Army Air Corps himself, Curtis LeMay, flew the lead plane in the raid on the ball-bearing plant at Schweinfurt in the strategic bombing campaign aiming at factories needed for Germany's war effort versus Israel that supplies Hamas with all its needs to build rockets to fire into Zdevot. This is, is it not, some kind of mental disorder and no less evidence of the immoral rot of the elite in Israeli society who during these 20 years uh, just up the coast from Gaza became the startup nation in which every week another Israeli company was being bought for a billion dollars. In North Tel Aviv and Kisalia, where the prime minister has his home, the endless aggression out of Gaza directed at the modest lives of people in Zerot and southern communities disturbed them not in the least. Zerot, founded in 1956, turned into a pleasant town populated at first by Jews fleeing Morocco in the 1950s and later Jews fleeing the collapsed Soviet empire. It has been virtually criminal that Israel has let Gaza behave as it has for these 20 years. In fact, Gaza has been a burning brand in Israel's side since day one of the state in 1948-49, which after 1967 should have been annexed and the Unwar camps dismantled and the freeloaders there forced out. For sure, Israel might have reasoned it would not have the political power for that, uh, but also at work, I think, was the fear of being hated by the Gentiles for our cruelty to the Arabs when the essence of secular Zionism was getting the Gentiles to stop hating us. Well, they know eyes. I once saw Shimon Peres say the purpose of Zionism was the normalizing of the situation of the Jewish people, which can only mean the de-Judaization of the Jewish people.
And that was simply Tzvatung Bochinovshi. And you're listening to the program program on phantomnation.com. Yeah, I see the misconceived secular Zionist ethos to be the source of October 7. Israel has never had the guts to claim Gaza as rightfully Israeli territory. If the United States could, in 1848, after war with Mexico, guiltlessly take position of the northern third of Mexico, that American settlers would turn into the states of New Mexico, Nevada, Colorado, California, all Spanish names, so Israel can claim this sliver of land called the Gaza Strip, a mere 25 miles long and 5 to 8 miles wide. But as the generation of the desert way back when, Doamidbao refused to enter the land of Canaan as God wanted, this triggered the second time that Elohim thought to destroy all of us, first time after the golden calf. So since 1967, Israel has refused to annex the heart of the promised land, Judea and Samaria, and the sites of our biblical history, and Gaza no less. Proudly stake that claim. And Israel has not, because uh, that would be too religious, too biblically based a claim when the founding fathers were the types to chow down on a ham and cheese sandwich on Yom Kippur. Israel has never gone to war with the basic lie of the enemy, the existence of a Palestinian people with a respectable territorial claim. And thanks to that, we are witness these days to a plague of Jew hatred around the globe, especially in schools and colleges. There, the war cry is apartheid, genocide, from the river to the sea, with not one Israeli leader claiming as of right all that land. Israel's silence is what feeds these insane mobs, and especially in schools. Maybe you saw the rampage the other day against a Jewish woman teacher at a high school in New York City in Queens. The, the, the report said there were several hundred students who chased her into her office that she and she locked the door to protect herself, hundreds of them. And why? Because she had appeared on social media with a sign saying, I stand with Israel. Likewise, at Brown University, the Students for Justice in Palestine called October 7 justified violence. In fact, a victory. This is sick. This is the end of civilization. And speaking of Mexico, I'm reminded of its conquest in 1519 by Hernán Cortés, who was horrified to discover the religion of the Aztecs that called for human sacrifice every day, in which the bully Aztecs would kidnap someone from a surrounding smaller tribe, uh, drag him up to the top of a pyramid where priests would slit open the man's chest, cut out, and eat his beating heart. Thank God for Western civilization. Western imperialism, which overran Central and South America and put a stop to that kind of barbaric behavior. Now we also know what Israel's leftists have never wanted to see. These Arabs here, they are of the same spiritual strain of antediluvian man as the Aztecs, lacking all human empathy, lacking all guilt. I said it last time, I think October 7 led in Holland to Gerhard Wilder's victory, and possibly no less on October 22, the victory in Argentina, where Javier Millet triumphed and gave his first newspaper interview to a Chabad newspaper. I can't remember any other foreign leader so openly enthusiastic in his love and support of Judaism and Israel. 
He says he will move the embassy to Jerusalem. He says he doesn't go to church, but to a synagogue to study with a Chabad rabbi. He's an economist and years ago tutored a student who asked the most thought-provoking questions, he said. His insightful queries led him to asking, where did he get such wisdom? And the boy said, I've been studying the Torah and uh, Babylonian Talmud all my life. Versus, of course, secular Israel's idea uh, of a brilliant jurist, Aharon Barak, chief justice of the highest court in Herzl's state, revolutionary reformer of the high court into a closed clique of leftists who shamelessly says he has no idea what is in the Jewish Bible, let alone the Talmud. If official Israel is disturbed by this tsunami in Western higher education of anti-Israel hatred, it's time official Israel declares in public uh, that Palestine is a synonym for the Jewish people's promised land, which belongs exclusively to the Jewish people, and not to the phantom Palestinians who never existed in history and do not exist today. If the Prime Minister and or President spoke this way, this would give the world anti-Jewry, these mobsters, to have heart attacks. And uh, may they all drop dead.
And that was Yehuda Glantz. Okay, that's it for this uh, first webcast of the week. And we've got some hostages out, and they look to be in pretty good shape. They say they were not abused uh, while in captivity, uh, as opposed to what happened that brought them into captivity. And guys, they'll be back, God willing, on Tuesday. Until then, Lailatov, Me'ertz Yisrael.